You're listening to the Rogers Waterfowl Podcast. This is A.A. Ron Jones. Chandler Smith here. Let's talk some waterfowl. Decent, you know, 10 to 12 mile an hour wind out of the west. Yeah. And you're hunting an evening, and you can get those birds coming from the east, coming into that sun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've I've had great luck on a sunny day because you've got shadows. Yeah, the birds are coming into the decoy spread. They're coming into the blinds, but the sun's right in their face. I definitely yeah. Sunny day, I definitely think it's easier to hide. But I don't well, know. You might have some shadows to hide in, but you also can't get away with much movement because you if yeah. you know you got sun on you. Um, I mean you're gonna stand out when you move around unless you're yeah. really really well camo covered i'm talking face mask and covering your hands and yeah. everything sun on your back though i think it's like mm-hmm. awesome well but and also well sun in the duck's faces I yeah think is good exactly too. and that that goes For true sure. with any wildlife really whether you're turkey hunting deer hunting or you're spotting stock elk hunting anything yeah. you always want the sun at your back so the animal if it tries to spot you it's got to stare into the sun but i don't know i i get oh sorry i've killed ducks in every condition me too, but I get like more excited on an overcast day. But well, then I yeah. see well, all these yeah. like people on Facebook, and they're like, oh, "I don't even want to mess with it if it's not sunny." I'm like, "What?" It's just yeah, different no, from what I've I've, I've heard that around. too. Um, yeah, I think my best days, I think some of my most memorable days and some of my best days have been in just junk conditions. Yeah, <laughs> now, for sure. Whether the hunting was necessarily the best, I don't know though. Man, I'd sleep. It might, and it might snow come down and... to more to pressure than we know, uh, like barometric pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's um, because you know, like a bluebird sky, it's sunny out, mm-hmm. but there's no wind. Well, those days I don't like. If it's just and there's you know there's high pressure, you know there's dry air. You know those ducks are probably loafing around. They're all grouped up. They ain't moving around. No, if it's one of those days where you just you know, want to lay in the field and nap, what do you think the birds are going to do? Exactly. Yeah. I think I think sometimes we need to pay attention to that because I think we, you know, all these animals, they they can feel that. They know when these pressure systems are coming and when it's going to storm and stuff yeah. like that. And um, we got to pay attention to that. But I, yeah, I. I so so uh, guys, we kind of were talking about what we were going to discuss. We had multiple topics, and we were kind of thinking about discussing this one and last. But I think we just kind of started. <laughs> so right into it. <laughs> it just kind of. We're happened. gonna. We're, I think we're gonna start here. But uh, we had a. We asked um, how many podcasts have we done right now? Uh, I think we, we. Yeah, we've done eight, and then the trailer. So this is number nine. But yeah, yeah we we kind of asked this. We set aside like this day, mm-hmm. and we asked people what would. What do we want to cover? We want kind of like a listener uh, um, questions that we're going to cover mm-hmm. here on this podcast. So we've put it out on social media, asked around, and we kind of looked up some topics. Uh, there's a lot of good ones. Um, there's some that we don't, you know, we don't have experience with, so we put them down on the on the books to maybe to find somebody mm-hmm. like you know, you know. Sea, sea duck hunting stuff like that. We're in the middle of the yeah. smack dab United Haven't States. Haven't done a lot of sea duck hunting in <laughs> no, Missouri, you know. but that's that's. Well, I was on this creek the other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, but I mean, I think this is something we we plan on doing, like every you know six, eight, ten episodes or yeah. whatever. Just doing uh, a recap, getting what, yeah, your guys' just, feedback. Yeah, getting everybody's feedback and you know what they what they've thought so far or what they want to hear. Or, 
Uh, I mean, I'm sure we try to touch on certain things, but there's mm -hmm. certain things people want to hear that we haven't touched on. So we do appreciate everybody who did respond with a question or had a question or thought of a topic they wanted to touch about. But, um, you know, the, the weather and hunting is one that, yeah, like you said, we were going to maybe finish with, but we just kind of, we started talking about what we were going to talk about it. And it just kind of, we just hit the record button, started rolling. But then also... Um, we're wanting to talk about uh, public, public lands, lands. public yeah. land uh, hunting, and it's and we'll just kind of talk about as far as we know because you know I don't know about you, Gregor. We've kind of hunted you know Missouri a lot. I don't. I really haven't traveled a long ways to mm -hmm. to waterfowl hunt um, yet. I'm by plan on, but yeah, uh, we got we got maybe maybe our public land here in this area is a little bit different than yours, but I bet there's a lot of similarities, um, and we're gonna go over that in a bit. So, yeah, the podcast today, we've got Chandler yep, and A.A. Ron here, and Gregory's jumping in with us, yep. the resident call guy. He, uh, he's he been on a few podcasts with us so far, the Ducklander podcasts, and uh, so we're going to use his, his knowledge base as well. So, uh, weather, do we want to keep going with that? Yeah, and I, and I guess the, on this time of year, um, what everybody's thinking about, let's talk about greenhead, you know, ducks. Yes. Um, um, it'll probably transition the geese the same way, but uh, mm -hmm. we're probably going to be talking about water a lot. Um, and maybe we could do this with geese, you know, later on when it's, mm -hmm. you know, closer to November or something like that, you know, but I'm going to, I'm probably going to be in the, the mindset of duck hunting. So that's kind of what I'm going to be, you yes. know, you know, talking Agreed. about. And but, by no means here, am I an expert on this either? No. Um, this is just, I'm just going to speak from personal experience and, Going into this, I've killed ducks on bluebird days. I've killed ducks on windy days. I've killed them on cloudy, rain, sleet, snow, ice, pr pretty much, you know, tsunami, hurricane, with uh, the exception of an earthquake. I don't think I've ever. <laughs> but I mean, all, all conditions, I've killed ducks. Some stand out better than others. Um, but I mean, I think any day you can get out and hunt mm -hmm. or you're able to do it regardless don't don't be like you know i've got two days to hunt this week or one day to hunt but you know i'm looking at the weather on my phone and i just i don't think i want to no just get out there and do it yeah if you want to talk about movement that's when you need to get on earthquake day yes yeah. exactly <laughs> those decoys exactly but uh okay, i mean the I biggest where I was going. the biggest the biggest debate i think or not, not really debate but i guess like just what gregory said at the beginning i don't know if we got the record button down you know, bluebird versus cloudy. And I think there's more variables into sure. into that than just those two stipulations. So what would you call a bluebird day? You know, when I think of bluebird, I think of no wind and, Sunny, you know. calm. Yeah, high pressure, like, you know. 50 degrees. Just Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit warm in the day. You want to take a nap and, you know, eat some turkey and watch some football or something. You know, that's kind of what it feels like in the fall when you got a bluebird day. That you're not seeing anything. That's all I'm going to think about now: seeing <laughs> turkey and watching football. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but there is, you know, sunny days that have great hunts. I've had them. Um, oh yeah, but I think it also had to do with where I was at, what time of day I was hunting too, and I mean the time of year. You know, there was um, mm -hmm. some some good winds moving some birds down there was some activity you know as far as weather up north moving things around there's a lot of variables and i don't know if you can just pick pick one um but this uh this you want to start on one or, or the other i don't know i i was talking about how um well gregory i know he really likes cloudy days i'm i'm typically of the mindset the the crappier the weather 
sometimes I think can be a better duck hunt. But I've had some just knockout duck hunts where, you know, you're hunting some river bottoms. You've got a good west wind, so you can hunt an evening. The birds are going to be coming from the east, sun in their face. You can set up facing east. You know, the sun's at your back. It's sunny, but it's it's not calm. You know, you're talking 10, 15, maybe even 20-mile-an-hour winds. It's going to be moving your, your full-body decoys out there in the field or, or whatever you're using. And, you know, we've just we've hammered them. Mm-hmm. But, again, I think it had come down to a little bit of scouting. We were hunting a feed field that they were in the night before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at that point. In a perfect scenario, yeah, too. Yeah, and at that point, you know, it, is it necessarily weather conditions or if you find a feed field that, you know, it could be whatever. But. I don't know. I so let's talk about. I have mixed feelings. On yeah, this. Weather, let's talk about duck stuff. behavior. We'll talk about duck behavior first. Then we'll go into decoys. And then we'll go into hiding. And then we'll go into calling. I guess we'll try to go that way. But duck behavior during these two types of environments. Well, there's a lot. I mean, on a on a bluebird sky. Do you think? Uh, I mean, when there's no clouds, they're feeding pretty heavily at night. Mm-hmm. So I think they're times that you're going to have your opportunity to 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 catch them maybe on water it's going to be very early or really really late probably after shooting light as a, as a struggle I've run into personally with those sunny days because those ducks I mean I got to get out of the marsh and I'm watching thousands of ducks come in and I can't do nothing about it because um you know they're feeding at night you know they're getting up later um so well, something I've noticed. And yeah. two, if it, on those bluebird days like you're talking about, it's warm, it's sunny, and there's no wind. If you're hunting water and you got floating decoys, good luck. Oh, good you got you got to have some sort of water motion, or you got to have something. Yeah, because if your decoys yeah. are just stale in the water, yeah, yeah, we'll whether that. cloudy or bluebird, if there's no wind, I think that's one of the toughest hunts. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, yeah, regardless of conditions, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so Gregory, I know you hunt quite a bit. I try. Uh, on a bluebird day, I mean, what do you, where are you hunting and what 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 are you thinking about whenever you're going out there? I'm trying to think about my mindset on that day. If it, if it is, I mean, let's say I mean it's not the worst condition, but if it's sunny out, you know, where are you going to be at? My kind of go-to is uh morning water. Like that's just what I've always pushed for. That's what I hunt most is just w- water and generally in the morning. Um not to say we haven't had some great evening hunts, but my go-to is definitely in the morning and bluebird day or or cloudy day. It, I mean, we just kind of watch them and, and what the ducks like. So some days I'll be like quick to put a start with a bigger spread or quick to start with more spinning wings or more swimmers or any type of motion. So yeah, kind of just depends. I think you know, I for our area, spinning wings are, are, are a great additive um, when it's sunny out. I mean, it adds a, a big draw attraction to where you're at mm-hmm. from a long ways when you have the sun hitting them. Sure. And we're far enough north. I know that, you know, we still have luck with spinning wings. We've talked with several guys from down south that said, you know, central Texas, south Texas, you know, along the Gulf Coast that by the time the ducks get down there, they're pretty educated. But yeah, speaking from you know, central Missouri, north Missouri, I've, I haven't had too many issues. Yeah. No, I, I sure don't run a ton, but I do no. always have one available with me. If, with and, I, remote, and I don't yeah. put it out first thing you know, a lot of times. Um, you know, when it, that sun's barely coming up, I don't know if it's really doing anything for the spread. Uh, I think uh, 
I think maybe a little bit of calling might get the bird's attention when they're flying lower or when they're flying around. But but I definitely have one ready when it's sunny out, and I like to use timers uh, personally because I don't – when it runs constantly and if, a, and if a bird's maybe been shot at or they're a little stale, they're a little weary, they're going to sit there and look at that spread a little bit more thoroughly than just come in, um, you know, feet down, ready to go. But – when I have a timer, it kind of throws the effect of multiple ducks landing, something coming in one after the other. I really like the look of that. I think it looks good. And then if you use something like a flock of flicker in the sunlight, it adds a little bit of realism around the spread. Like a duck is um, just, you know, ruffled his feathers real quickly, you know, on the water, you know, preening themselves or doing whatever they're on the water. That's what those flock of flickers do. What I think they kind of, add to the spread when you step back from a spread with that type of, of light motion in the sun it looks really real i mean from from a distance out i'm not saying from when you're close it doesn't look real but from from a distance out I man the, the little spinning wing flash on and off and the in the any flock of flickers or anything like that flashing in the sunlight if it's on a timer it just looks like multiple ducks different times different areas making motion or making movements that reflect off the sun looks real looks like everything's running around yeah and uh i think that's a great looking spread if the birds are moving mm-hmm. so if you got wind and if it's a if it's a cool morning and it's sunny out you know your sunny doesn't mean hot you know if it's a cool morning you got a front coming in from the north or something and these ducks are moving down and maybe they're new that's a great thing cold fronts from the north and you got new yeah. ducks they don't know where they're at it's hard to you know they're bad. hungry you know they're tired they don't know where they're at mm-hmm. so I would definitely say on those sunny days, that's where, yeah, like you were saying, that's where the spinning rings really shine or a flock of flicker, anything like that, mm-hmm. that catches that white. They're, yeah. they're definitely, it's going to pull ducks from a but long I, ways away. It's going to get their I, attention. But I do think the finishing part is water motion. Oh, yeah. Because um, I think I've seen on sunny days from a drone pick on maybe some water that's stagnant. Like, not stagnant, like no wind on a sunny day or not a lot of wind. The, the mud and the water is not, you know, mixed together, so you can kind of see, and you can almost see all those black, you know, uh, rig and right cords uh, or whatever you got running, you know, lifetime, you know, those dark decoy cords. You can start to see them on a sunny day if the water's clear enough. But if you got water motion, that just, you know, that refraction and all that stuff just messes that up, and they can't really tell what's going on down there, and it looks real. And I think that's a great way to finish. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I use kind of one thing I I do to kind of take advantage of that flash from on spinning wings on a sunny day is like we run if you run like an HD on the remotes with a timer it's intermittent timer so you got decoys starting and stopping at different times and we sink their tails pretty much so the tails in the water and the wings are just above and that flash you get it off the wing and then you get, you get it off, off the water, water. yeah mm-hmm. and I really like that look yeah when you get it low enough uh huh mm-hmm. especially like we hunt like a lot of flooded corn so we'll put a, a row or two into the corn on a couple of them and yeah. it just brings the attention mm-hmm. and then they kind of lose it in there i really like that that's though. where that hdi is gonna be nice too yeah waterproof yeah so yeah you could darn near put it i mean literally in, yeah. in water. i'm gonna tell you what um I'm not saying that they're waterproof but had a lucky and just this past weekend in teal season had a, i took out a lucky twin pack and i only took the hen just took a brown hen i wasn't really sure if we were going to use it or not it had fallen over in this really mucky, sandy stuff, and it had fallen over when I wasn't paying attention, and pretty much the only thing sticking out was the head for probably <laughs> five minutes. 
and I went out there and picked it up, water pouring out of it, and it started turning, still went, and it ran the rest of the time. And yeah. uh, still works, I bet. Yeah, I mean, sure. I haven't tested since I got back, but yeah, <laughs> I was kind of – I was kind of surprised after I pulled it out of the water. I was going to be like, well, what, I wonder what's going to happen here. I figured I'd have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you were have one. to make a phone call or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's no good. But no, it worked, it worked fine, which is pretty funny. Yeah, that's great. But um, you so always you know, lose one. There's oh, always yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. one that goes under when you're not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Whatever. Always. So we're thinking, you know, so Bluebird Sky, I'm water in the morning is definitely, but. There is times and days that I've found the morning was okay, and it usually always is. Mm-hmm. But then, like, for some reason, 10 or 11 o'clock, it just lights Takes up. And I yeah. think that has to do more with the temperature and the, the feeding schedule of the ducks. Um, you know, if it's later in the year, um, you're talking, we're getting close to the water freezing up, and it's getting colder, and these ducks need to get carbs, and they need to eat. You know, they could be out longer, and they could be out feeding longer, and then you're going to hunt a morning spot on water, and you might not see them, but don't leave at 9. Yeah. Wait till wait till noon. I mean, what are you going to go do at home or something? You know, I'd, I'd rather be out there anyways, but I'd just oh, enjoying yeah. it. I'd be a good duck. I like carbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm me still too. thinking about turkey and Thanksgiving you know, <laughs> football like he was talking about earlier. But uh, – I don't know if I've told the story of one of the, you know, some hunts I've had where we've gone out and we've kind of been upset because by nine o'clock we don't have hardly anything, but then between 10 and 11, we're done. We're limited out. And I, I would speak to that a hundred percent. I've had, I couldn't tell you how many times, well, not necessarily ducks, but geese, like from nine to 11, you say 10 mm-hmm. to 11, I say from nine to 11, uh, man, it's lights out. Mm-hmm. It's just a late flight. They don't want to get up. They don't want to move first thing. But yeah. from 9 to 11, when most people have packed it up at 9, 30, 10 o'clock, yeah. that's so for sure. So know, so, know the, so know the temperature. I mean, these, these animals need to eat. They need, to, they need carbs when it gets cold. Um, they might feed more when it's colder out, so they might not be hitting water. Um, but if you're hunting fields, you know, um, that might that might offer you more of a, more time in the morning to be hunting a field if you're hunting mm-hmm. full bodies and layout blinds and stuff. Yeah. And one thing we ran into well a few years back we had locked the weather was got real cold and we locked up everywhere except the river so we jumped on the Missouri River and I mean we had ducks pinpointed at I mean almost at nine o'clock on the dime they'd get up and that's when they'd start flying. Yeah. So every day we wouldn't even go out until eight, eight fifteen, eight thirty. Set decoys. So you got that to sleep so in. Nice. Oh, yeah. that was nice. Oh, well, we didn't sleep in much, but we went and got big breakfasts and get oh, omelets and biscuits yeah. and gravy. And, oh yeah, it was great. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, if you're having trouble with getting the birds to move, or it's late, starting to get late, and you haven't seen much. Um, if you're hunting water, if you're hunting a marsh, have that guy get up, go drop his waders, use the facility. Birds will start coming yeah, in. Yeah, birds will start yeah. coming in. Get no the birds what. moving every time. So oh, yeah. That never fails, at least to me. And I'm usually the one out there trying to take care of business. And then the birds <laughs> start moving, and everybody yeah. else is, get down. Uh-huh. And of course, then there I am. Yeah, how many scenarios? I mean, it feels like every hunt for me for a while. And when it's, when it's good duck hunting time, how many scenarios are you, you yelling at somebody to get down because they're in the wrong spot at the wrong time? Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. Whether you're picking up a down bird that, like, you just yeah. saw the group, you're moving decoys. You're looking you're for a bird in the brush. Looking, yeah. 
whatever. Anytime you get out and step into the decoy spread or or out of the blind, anyways, the birds are going to be working. Mm-hmm. So yeah. never fails. Yeah, and I'll tell you what too. I've had birds that continue to come in. I think too, if depending on where you're at, they see that water motion, and I think that's what they're keying in too. If you're out there walking through the decoys, uh-huh. um, I, I think they, yeah, I'm sure they see something out there, but I don't necessarily know that it's they know it's a person. Because there, there's been times where, I mean, they're either trying to come in, they are coming in, uh-huh. they're close enough where guys can shoot them, and you're just walking in the decoy spread. Yeah. Because I think they just see that motion, they see the water stirred up amongst the decoys. and So you're supposed to send your buddy that can't shoot to go move the decoys. Because the birds are going to be working, obviously. Is that why I'm always put in charge of moving decoys? No. No, <laughs> we, just, we just have you help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Okay, I got lost for a second. Yeah, we're going off a little tangent there, but blue skies, I think something great is is scouting. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't mind. I, there's some, Like you were saying, there's some guys that absolutely won't hunt when it's sunny. I don't mind it at all. Yeah, I'm on like a lot of Facebook groups and everything, and some guys are like cloudy days only, and then you got these other guys that don't even want to step out on a cloudy day. They just want blue, like bluebird days. As, as long as there's wind, these guys – have kind of their certain scenario picked out, and that's what they like. Yeah, what I what I feel like on a, on on a more of a sunny days, uh, maybe there's you know a good bit of wind, is that they're more patternable, so you need to scout. Mm-hmm. They're using the same routes. They're you're flying in the same places. When the weather starts getting a little crazy, things start moving in. New birds show Unpredictable. up. Unpredictable. The birds start getting a little bit when it's foggy or when it's cloudy. Things start changing, and that's whenever you can get you can take advantage of a little bit of the chaos. But when it's sunny, the birds are routine. You know, they're they're running the same pattern, they're flying the same field, they're doing the same thing. A lot of times, like I said, this is not set in stone. But I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, you got to pay attention. So scouting is very important, and on on both aspects of you know you got you know horrible conditions, you still got to know where the birds are at. You know, or in, in the bluebirds, I think the uh, bluebird skies. I think you need to really pattern where they're going if you can't get close to the x you got to get you know in that travel route because they're not going to be hopping here to here to here they're going to be doing their their routine and they're they're probably been there a while it's probably there's not any fronts come through not new birds so i mean pay attention to that you need to be scouting if you have a whole week and it's sunny you know and highs of 65s or 55s you know and it's pretty nice out you need to be paying attention that these if these birds are down here if you have some local birds they're going to be doing the same thing over and over again until maybe the the storms come through and the new birds come in and and other birds push out new birds come in things start changing up a bit you got to be make sure you're scouting and uh that's very important i think is something for bluebird skies i would focus on quite a mm-hmm. bit yeah, and oh. one thing that we kind of ran into um, on, like, foggy days, in one hunt in particular, we had a big snowstorm come through. It was, like, December 10th or 11th of 2016, and, I mean, we just had a huge front come in, and, I mean, it was pouring on us out in the blind with just, like, snow coming down hard. And we had, I mean, we had a ton of birds in the area. They were all flying real low, um, and I don't know if that was due to just the how like foggy it was and just the bad weather but all the birds were flying low and they might not necessarily came into the spread every time but they were all 60 80 yards where some of those bluebird days you know they're 140 160 mm-hmm. plus yards up so that's kind of another thing just to to kind of watch for and try to 
work yeah. your spread or, or yeah when, when you got figure. low visibility too make sure you're you're more vocal yeah oh yeah we haven't got to that part yet no. so so jumping maybe into to decoys i say i mean cloudy days you got fronts come in i you know your chances i think are going to be uh, i think it'll be a little bit better because of maybe new birds or um you know not feeding at night i think i think really jump on those days if you can um, but I think you definitely can, like we also talked about, we definitely have success on, you know, no, no cloud in the sky, maybe a little bit of wind days. You just got to know, maybe you really got to get on the pattern. You got to get in between them, uh, where they're going, where they want to be. Uh, you got to get on them maybe early in the morning. Um, sometimes at night they fly a little bit too late, but I really think, uh, both scenarios, you just got to change up your, uh, your strategy a little bit, but going into decoys. I mean, what do you what do you guys like to do on 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 sunny days? I mean, you want to go less, more. What are you thinking? I always bring enough decoys, no matter where I go, so I can run a big spread. Um, but we can cut back when needed. Like the texture just makes it make it so easy mm-hmm. if you need to pick up a dozen decoys quick or two dozen decoys quick. But that's can. if you're not limited by space. Some you know people yeah. that are boating in or people that got to walk in, carry it in, jets let them in. You know, that may not be an option, but I, I I don't know. I always make sure I have motion decoys, period. Yeah. yeah. Whether it be For spinning sure. wing or like a flock of flicker or water motion. I mean, and of course, those obviously are going to weigh the most, but one to two spinning wings and like two water motion. So four motion Jerk decoys. even. Yeah, anything. Great I always way, make yeah. sure I have water motion regardless. And then depending... I guess on what type of hunting. If like if yeah. we're hunting public ground, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, um, obviously I'm not taking as many because, you know, I don't have a I don't have a mud boat. Yeah. So it's what goes on my back is what I take in. Yeah. So what your group can carry in. It, yeah, and that's. But what, I do think if there's limited wind, if the hunt you think is going to be a little bit harder due to the uh, nice out, you know, high pressure. I would take more motion over. I would. Yeah, but also, you, I would on those days. I would be making sure I had as much as much of the kitchen sink as I can get, mm-hmm. because those those days when those ducks are you're not on the X and they're flying and you're trying to get in between them, mm-hmm. you're gonna need to to put up a stance. You know, say, hey, I'm I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know that you need to compete with some of the stuff that they're you know routinely doing. So I think that's when I would personally be running a bigger spread if I can. Or the, the running the you know doing as much as I can to compete with those harder conditions because the birds are kind of doing this routine thing. I'm trying to get in the middle. I'm trying to you know I'm really trying to deceive them and and let them think that they're they need to be where I need to where I'm at. You know, so I'm thinking I might be running four dozen if I have some really you know capable strong guys helping me. I might be able to get six dozen. Like out there Aaron get, here, you yes. take eight dozen right on his back. <laughs> Don't even know about it. Yeah. We got a new Rogers bag for that. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Eight dozen. The Goliath. <laughs> yeah. No, but the uh, Goliath bag. But yeah, definitely spinning wings and water motion and decoys. If you think it's gonna, if you're gonna be running traffic and um, just depending on yeah, if you're in the water, or if you're on land, if you're gonna be running traffic, make sure that you can bring whatever you can, you know, whatever you can personally bring. I think because you know the conditions are gonna be hard if the birds are stale they've been there for a while you're gonna know you're gonna need to need to bring your a game as much as best you can but i think it's kind of i think it's almost the opposite on on the cloudy days or the front days um like a less is more mentality 
Yeah, and I think, you know, like certain things like motion is like key on, on cloudy days and maybe not even a spinning wing at all, but maybe more motion and less decoys, you know. if uh, But, you know, if it's a big front day and it's, a lot, it's cloudy and a lot of ducks are coming You're in. Moving in some migrators. Yeah, you know, a big spread might really bring in a big group of ducks. I mean, I, I personally like to shoot like groups about six and under, but you know, some guys like to bring in the big ones because that is amazing to see. You know? Oh yeah. It's well, fantastic. yeah. I was gonna say, I to be perfectly honest, I tend to get a bit overwhelmed when you field hunting and you see like two hundred and fifty greenheads coming in. I just sit there and watch, and then everybody's up and shooting, and I'm still watching. Yeah, that's like what we were talking about. Yeah, I just, I just I enjoy watching them as much as I do shooting them. Yeah, and you yeah. know, you get that many birds coming in, you're just in awe. But yeah, man, yeah, I'll tell you what, that's one thing if you've never experienced to watch hundreds of mallards come into a field or something right on top of you, just yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that's like what we were talking about earlier with buck fever. But mm-hmm. and I was telling you, I get duck fever. Like when when these groups start working and. Whether it's six birds or 50 birds, 100 birds, my knees start shaking. My calling kind of slacks a little bit. I well, just start like, slacks. well, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and I just get like shaky. I don't know what it is, but I can't help it. Yeah. I just get too excited. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. the first shot's just kind of thrown out there and throwing just, steel at yeah. them. <laughs> just tossing some steel in the air. Let them know. <laughs> yeah. Warning, warning yeah. shot. Yeah. Let them know I'm here. <laughs> Pretty much. Beginning of the year for me, you know, a good group of birds come in like that. You know, I usually, I'm probably, probably turned to say, you know, the guy next to me is like, I don't know if I even look down the barrel. Yeah. He was just <laughs> so excited. Just, just so excited. The, the first group, you first know, the first, first good group of green heads or something, and and they, they work perfect. I'm so excited. <laughs> I might as well not even shoot. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You emptied your gun and you don't know what at. It just in the air. Yeah. But then after that, I'm like, oh, wait, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. You just get so excited, but it's true. You do. You get crazy excited. But I think for decoys on on a cloudy day, I think ultra-realistic. You know, you might not, I might not worry about any of the flash because you're not going to get it. Mm. But super realistic. So stirring up the mud, you know, that's, move it around. That's another time where I like, like, the splash and decoys. So whether, like, mm-hmm. a pulsator or a lucky like swimmer or a splasher dabbler whatever it is that that water slapping each other like the water on water mm-hmm. i really like that sound too mm-hmm. so i try to factor in a lot of that motion into my spread yeah jerk rig don't yeah. forget the jerk rig i mean For might sure. as well have it it's not that much to bring in mm-hmm. yeah half a pound yeah. plus your anchor and the yeah. anchor is like a pound and a half but yeah still it's good to have out of all the conditions we've talked about i think the only condition that I would almost rather just stay in or not hunt is like an absolute downpour. I've, I mean, I've killed a few ducks in a crazy over the top downpour, but more often than not, it's eating snacks and getting soaking wet and drinking coffee and getting soaking wet and filthy and muddy, which I don't mind doing, but I don't know. Have you ever had awesome hunting in the downpour? We've had a couple good hunts, but most of that, most of it, when it's like that, is right when it just starts or right as it's kind of fading out. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Not what I was necessarily say. in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the middle of it, you know, you might find a way to be in your truck or something. But yeah. Yeah. you better be ready when you see this big – you're looking at a radar. I would definitely look at a radar. When you see this opportunity coming through or coming or 
leaving, mm-hmm. you better be ready if it's, you know, shootable hours. Sure. Uh, yeah. You better be ready to hunt some of but that. But, yeah, if it's a 100% chance of rain from 5 in the morning to noon and it's a hard rain, yeah, I'll I'll try and time an evening hunt or something. But I don't yeah. know. I've never had good good luck just in a, in a, in a hard, hard rain. I mean, yeah, the the harder and harder it gets, the ducks move deeper and deeper into cover. Like, you know, if it starts to get a little bit nasty out, they're going to move maybe back into coves or creeks or something like that. And then it starts to get real bad. They're going to be tucked up even deeper into that and just, you know, just protection, get out of that, just like we would, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But, yeah. So going to – we're going to transition next to blinds. Um, so we've talked about a little bit on the sunny days and shadows and the cloudy days. Obviously you don't have shadows. Well, I mean, I feel like on a cloudy day, I like hiding in that better. I feel confident. I feel like I maybe don't screw it up as much because you can get away with a little bit of movement. Um, wear a good camo pattern. Um, I think you really hide really well, but I think on a sunny day, if you can take advantage of shadows, um, hiding in them, hiding in natural shadows, not creating your own, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can really take, really, uh, I guess, blindside them that way. Sure. And but. regardless, though, I think, it, you know, I've been guilty of it. The guy who's sticking his face out of a layout blind or trying to peek at the birds every <laughs> opportunity. I mean, we've all been guilty of it, but I think I think your face is the biggest, one mm-hmm. of the biggest flares out there. Yeah. yeah. Putting a camera lens up. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That does it, too. Yeah. I remember we had last year we were hunting out of a, some uh, fast track blinds and mm-hmm. and I think we were hit really really well, but the video camera that I was the DSLR I was running to film these geese, I was kind of I think they're working good so I really wasn't worried about it but I was up there waving that thing around <laughs> and I was probably I was probably a little bit too high I was probably it was sticking out a little bit too much mm-hmm. um, and that and it was a cloudy day but I still think. The, the the lens flare a little bit could have hurt that, but sure. we talked about next time we were, I was going to sit a little bit farther down in the blind, mm-hmm. um, like on maybe a strutter chair mm-hmm. instead of a. I'm giving out all our secrets. Yeah. Instead <laughs> of a instead secret, of a, throw a camera lens up in the air. Yes. they like that. No, <laughs> they don't. But uh, just getting a little bit farther in the blind with this, something that flare, flares like that. But mm-hmm. but um, I think in the cloudy conditions. You could maybe not have to worry about uh, bringing, you know, a really, really, really good blind or, you know, whether it's an A-frame or a layout blind or whatever kind of blind you're using. You might be able to use your natural vegetation as long as you're still, you know, and you and you got good camo on. And maybe you do have some, some face paint or a good gator or something like that that's cover most of you. You can just stay still and, and don't move. And as long as you're around cover, you're not going to stick out. But I think on a sunny day, I think you might want to be using your artificial, you know, blind. You know, you're blind to hide yourself, I think, a little bit more. What do you think? Yeah, and that's one thing, like, sunny versus cloudy. Cloudy I like because, like, during the season, 90% of our winds are west, northwest, north, um, wind coming out of that direction. So on cloudy day, you can kind of get away with setting up on the west side facing east and not worrying about the sun being right mm-hmm. in your face because you got that cloud cover on a sunny day if you got a west wind and you're looking east i mean it, it does make it kind of tough sometimes because the sun first thing in the morning i mean it's right at you yeah just kind of lighten you up um so i think hiding, that's a huge yeah i think that's face. a 
kind of a huge thing um, to just kind of pay attention to. Like you, you can absolutely face east on a bluebird day and shoot birds, but you gotta you gotta really focus on like keeping your hat bill low, looking down, just following them with your eyes. Don't move. If they yeah. come in or between you and the sun, though, that's tough too. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, for that's sure. Super tough. So yeah, getting away um, in those foggy or cloudy days, you can really really get away with playing the wind and facing facing like the exact direction they need to put the wind in your back or if you like to crosswind having it you know coming in from the side yeah we uh we had some pretty good i said we weren't going to do this but we had pretty good goose hunts and we were facing east out of layout blinds but a lot of times layout blinds you're not really staring at the sun no you're staring 24 7 you're kind of staring above it um now the geese do you know cross between you and the sun and and it blinds you a little bit, but um, but also layup layup blinds can protect your face, which I think is a good thing. Sometimes other type of blinds, your face is kind of exposed a lot of time. Layup blinds, you can get under all that mesh, and your and your face and your movement's not going to be seen under there. So you can get away maybe if you're hunting layup blinds facing that direction. But if you're in an A frame and you know Billy's down there po- poking his head up and down <laughs> every time he hears a quack or something, and you're going to get you're gonna get spotted with the sun blaring, you know, right at you guys. Yeah, and that's like that's where it comes into into play. The the number well, one of the biggest factors behind really safety is just like concealment. Whether turkey, deer, waterfowl, anything, it's just concealment and trying to like either stay still or cover up. So like a lot like a lot of our good pins that we found out of has been facing east. But if you brush them in, if you kind of play it right. I mean, you can absolutely do it. Just can be tougher if you want to try to get away with those movements. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, do you think Gregory, you're the call guy. Do you think calling changes in these different types of weather conditions? Yeah, um, I I do. Just because, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, a lot of bluebird days, and I don't know if it's just because on cloudy days I can't see the ducks so high, but on bluebird days I feel like ducks are flying and moving higher. Um, and I don't know if everyone else is kind of having that same experience or not, but sometimes on those days, I feel when they are high, we need to run them more aggressive. So you get that aggressive feed with like that little bit of wine on it. Um, I think can be really effective compared to like on a cloudy day, you could just get away with some soft, soft quacks. So the ducks are running low. So I think you can really play with that and it's going to change every day, no matter what you could have one sunny day you need to be aggressive the next they're i mean they just want solid um but i think i always start out more aggressive on a sunny day mm-hmm. personally just see what things are like yep yeah. for sure I, I feel like i feel like that's what i would be doing i mean if it's a and i feel like when it's cloudy out and then we got some maybe fronts moving in i feel like everything's setting up to be right so i don't want to mess anything up i don't want to take put the human in it i want to let things play out you know i want to be Super realistic in the spread, no, no spinning wings or something, just water motion. I want to be, you know, hit real well and real, you know, real natural, real basic, soft quacks. And I feel like that's that's where I'm the most confident in as far as being deceiving these birds to where, you know, they think I'm got a live group of ducks right out here. Um, that's where I'm the most confident at. Uh, confident at is doing that t- style of hunting right there. But like really realistic decoys. Hid really well, soft calling, basic calling. Uh, that's a blast for me. That's my favorite time to get out there. Um, but I, I mean, we've had 
we've had uh, bluebird skies, windy day, you know, 10, 11 o'clock where we had to pretty much talk them all the way into the spread. You know, yeah. that's what it took. Just until their feet touch. Yeah, that's yeah. what it took to get them in. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of days, um, cloudy and sunny, m- mostly cloudy from what I've experienced, so that you can just hit like a, qu- a single quack, like, or you can do kind of like a short cadence um, and really work them. But, and then on other times, like on a sunny day more so, you got to really get that aggressive, maybe your four or five note quick cadence and just kind of a quicker, more aggressive style. Yeah, definitely. Um, man, we've been cruising along on this weather thing. Yeah, I say we jump over to public land hunting. Yeah, you think we? <laughs> there's a lot to go on there. <laughs> there I think I can go a little lot. bit longer on public land hunting than 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 this. So, well, um, I mean, we're at the forty minute mark here, so I would I would try and keep it under twenty. Yeah. So so, Gregory. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to start with saying we're pretty blessed here in Missouri as far as public land access and, and waterfowl hunting. Yeah, I mean, you've got Bob Brown, sure. Nottaway Valley, Grand Pass, Otter Slough down south. I mean, we and around the St. Louis area. Yeah. We've, we are pretty fortunate here. We've got a, a very active conservation department. Um, I, I've, you know, I've, I've hunted Kansas too, but I've not hunted a lot of other states south as far as public ground, but... I know in Missouri we're pretty blessed. Yeah, and that's just our big ones. I mean, we got a oh, ton yeah. of small ones that absolutely. There's too many to, to name, and guys would probably come after us if we did <laughs> name them. But <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh-huh. Exactly, but I figured I'd rattle off a few of the big ones. But yeah, everybody knows those. Um, yeah, I would say, man, I would say the 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 main challenge for me in public land hunting is. A lot of these spots you got to draw in of a morning. You draw in pills, and there's usually a lot of parties, and only so many parties get in. I would say that's one of the biggest challenges. Yeah, that is a challenge. But let's 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 go. Let's change it up a little bit. So let's let's say guaranteed you're going to hunt, mm-hmm. and that's not taken. You're going to drawing a pool or anything. Then the next biggest challenge would be getting all your gear from point A to point B. Yeah. Well, let's, we'll work into that. So let's say you have a conservation area that's open to everybody. First come, first serve. It's decent size, maybe not huge. Um, and you like you want to go. You mean you, you really like to hunt it because of you don't you're not worried about your odds. You know now you're just worried about being early, the first guy there. That's that was my one thing I was going to yeah. talk about. Um, before I get into that though, I mean for both scenarios, I think scouting is huge. Um, I, I I feel like I say that every time mm-hmm. we talk about anything. Scouting. It's important though for yeah. everything. I feel like on a public lane though, to really make it a good hunt, take your time and scout before you go up there. And I'm not saying try to scout the night before. Uh that could that could tell you some true sign, but I would I like to scout the time that I'm hunting. Um to figure out what they're doing at that time. And a lot of times these places I'm hunting are only, you know, an hour and a half away. And we don't have to be here till nine mm-hmm. or eight, whatever yeah. we decide. And uh, I don't even get there by nine sometimes. But yeah, <laughs> we, you know, an hour and a half's not that far. I mean, we, you you just got to get up. It's you know not terrible amount of gas. You get your buddy, maybe split some gas, go get breakfast one morning. You know, at the McDonald's or whatever. That's whatever's open. If that there's early. breakfast, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. So. Get out there, 
before light comes up, get out to the place before you're going to go hunt. And get out there in the morning if you plan on hunting in the morning. Scout the area. Figure out where the birds are and where they want to be. Well, and I think a lot of that, too, is not necessarily scouting for the birds, but scouting for water. A lot of our conservation areas around here, they flood the area in stages. So you may say, oh, man, this is going to be a great spot. We we knock the tar out of the birds there in December. Yeah. Well, when you go the end of October, 1st of November, that area may not have water yet. So that's another thing. I think, yeah, the birds are going to be where there's water, but where mm-hmm. there's water at in December, there may not be water in the 1st of November. So, I mean, that's definitely, I think you got to find the water in some of these areas too. Mm-hmm. And building on that, another thing to watch out for on that on that scout trip is where the people are. Because oh, yeah. a lot yeah. of these places have like a dirt mound set up so you can kind of stay dry. And I mean, it's almost guaranteed someone's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of see where, the, where other groups are and you want to be a safe distance away from those. Yeah. Um, obviously... And- and the birds might know that there's always going to be a group there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they, you know, if you see that, if you go up one morning just to scout and you can't hunt, you know, because you just got to be there for, you know, 30 minutes at the first light or something like that, and you got to go to work. I think that is still crucial to see that. Yeah. But, uh, but you might see that all these hunters go here, here, and here, and then all these ducks, they ended up going over there because they didn't want anything to do with them, you know. Yeah, they, for they, sure. You know, so you might get a lot of these little pick up on these things and what they're doing and where they're, where, where they're liking to fly, you know. Let's say you get there, you always got to think of plan B and C, and that's what I'll get to here in a bit. But you get there and three other guys beat you, which I, it sucks. Sometimes it happens, yeah. though. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. when it gets competitive, guys are sometimes sleeping out there, you know. Yeah. And uh, when you're not the first guy in line, you get to pick the spot. You got to think where else would be the next best place or where else can I get in the way of where these birds like to hang out at? You know, some, I, I know um, certain areas you can pick up on trends and what these ducks like to do on that particular piece of ground, what, where they're liking to fly at, um, you know, where they all tend to go from which directions and, and stuff. And you pick up on that. And maybe if you don't get the best spot, you can get a spot that's, you know, really nice and, you know, maybe you're not just picking it because it looks it looks nice. You're picking it because of what the birds that you've scouted are telling you, not because, you, oh, there's a good pool right there, but they never want to be there because, yeah. you know, everybody's down there, you know, running around, you know, ruining that spot maybe or something like that. I would say, too, I forgot what I was going to say. Hey. <laughs> I was thinking about it while you were talking just then, and I was really going to bring it up, and then I got a drink of water, and... It slipped yeah. my mind. So yeah, one thing. Like, so we're, we're just on scouting. So we got to think what what comes next. We're scouting. Get there before, uh, scout before you hunt, and really get to pick up on the what what the birds are doing in that area. I think it's crucial. Um, after that, I mean, what are we gonna? You got you got something, Greg? Yeah, like we got a conservation area around here that there's one point on a tree line that is guaranteed in the first party at this area is going to hunt the point of that tree line. Chandler, I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's usually me, been there me, plenty right? of times. It's yeah. usually me. No, um, I'm kidding. So that's one thing. If you see another car in the parking lot, I mean, you can almost just go straight to your, your plan B. Yeah. Because someone's going to be there. Um, and one thing to that is kind of figuring out, it kind of goes along with figuring out where the ducks are, but sometimes you get are able to hunt areas that you wouldn't necessarily would think would be prime. So there's a lot of times that I've set up 
like they'll have flooded smart wheat or corn um, and you can literally just set up with nothing around you just set up in one of those that shallow fl like flooded crop and um, kind of throw your decoys out and you don't have a lot of visibility on the water because there's not a big pool out in front of you but I mean it can just be devastating for the ducks they come in and they don't see a lot of a lot of spreads like that or a lot of guys right there but then they see all your decoys and I mean, if you can just fool them like that, sometimes it works out really well. Yeah. So I do remember the point I was going to bring up, um, and it has to do with hunting public land. And I've had, I've had multiple experiences um, as far as do you prefer to go to a public area and there's not very many people and it's not crowded, or do you like to go when most pools or spots are full? Namely because... It seems like on some of those days when there's a lot of guys and a lot of parties in that public ground, the birds are constantly moving, mm -hmm. whereas you go in there um, and, you know, there's only a couple parties in there. The birds find a spot to sit down, and then every bird goes to that spot, Man, and then as, as they, you, you don't get them. So that's, that would be my point. What do you prefer? As you release that question, I, the, the more and more is you opened up a can of worms because, uh -oh. I mean— we got worms. You, don't, you might not think that. You might say you might know your, your answer immediately, but I don't think, for me personally, I mean, there's a lot going on to figure out where I want to be as far as public land hunting at certain times of year. Um, because sometimes it's a hybrid because I want to be trying to draw in and then have plan B at a place where I know that I don't have to draw in. But then I have been out there, the only group there on a weekday, thinking, this is great. I got the kingdom to myself. And they go sit down, you know, and over there. Every group stuff just... happens, and then I can't do anything. You know, yeah. you know, it's gonna take. You can't do nothing about that, and mm -mm. you need maybe. There's times where you've enjoyed everybody kicking them up a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, keeping birds moving around. But uh, you know, I also I think when I pick a spot, sometimes it's a spot that I know I can have an edge. So definitely, hunting a place so you can start figuring out an edge, I think, is important. And become then, familiar with yeah. an area sure but man picking out which which way you want to go yeah. i think it's just i'm trying to figure out if i can tie it to the time of year um late season i love being there by myself because if you got an open hole and frozen water and you can get some movement in there you're yeah especially if gonna there's be there. food too oh yeah that's when i really like front days being i myself. can stand being with a bunch of with a bunch of groups yeah because then everybody's going to do pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a blast. And, you know, you get in, you harvest, you get out, let them roost, you know, let them get, let them get settled down, let them get comfortable a little bit, and don't bang them up too much. But I don't know. Sometimes I like to be, you know, the only guy out there, though. Sometimes I'll go out in the evening knowing I'll be the only one out there. Um, that's exciting. To really yeah. test myself, I really don't know if it's the best thing to do for hunting wise but sometimes i'm out there wanting to do it all by myself carry it out set it up do everything and then of course in that scenario you're limited to what you can take mm -hmm. yeah for sure which i guess we'll go into that i mean there's all i mean we have public access where you can do boats we have mm -hmm. a lot of public access where you can you got to you truck in by foot, you know, mm -hmm. so jet sleds and anything you can find. jet sleds and carts and whatever, dollars, whatever yes. redneck you can thing you can rig up. I mean, we've all done it and I've been doing yeah. it for, for a while. And that's kind of, this is kind of how I, 
started, I never started with any leases or private ground. It's all public waterfowl. It's kind of where I got, you know, if you want to see some this. high-end red tech engineering, hang out with a group of waterfowlers. <laughs> yeah, you'll see some oh, good I've had stuff. Some myself. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, getting all the gear out there. I think that's that's one of the tough ones on public land. Uh, yeah. I myself don't have a mud boat, uh, so I. Yeah. It's 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 on my back more often than not, and depending on where I'm hunting, a jet sled. Yeah, and that's honestly where I tell you when it's when it's me by myself or me and one other guy. Um, it tends to be more focused on realistic spreads. I will tend to I will have a double spinning wing backpack on with two pulsators, and then maybe twelve decoys over his shoulder on Texas rig, and that is how I'm going in, and the other guy's matching me. So that's some water motion there and only two dozen decoys but that's i think one of my favorite spreads you know that's like a great amount of motion and a great amount of decoys manageable to get in there Mm -hmm. and sometimes you gotta you gotta give up things you know i I was hunting this past weekend public land two hunting um well going to how you know plan a b and c because we had to go through these lists um but we had to give, I gave up a seat, you know, like we kind of gave up, we give up some stuff depending on where we're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that we'll be on our knees, you know, hunting in the shallow water, or we'll be sitting down on like a, a cut bank or something. We'll, we won't have a, a, the luxury of a nice marsh seat or a nice, nice chair. We're going to have to give that up so we can, you know, get into these spots maybe. But some other times when you have easy water access and jet sleds you can throw in all the chairs you want you can throw the real nice chairs in there you can throw the you know all the fancy blinds and you can haul the haul the kitchen sink out there if you can get it on floating on jet sled on the water but a lot of other times when i'm running and gunning um it's decoys and gun and pulsators whatever and that's it and get out there figure out a place to hide there's there's two things i'll never give up coffee and snacks I don't give up coffee and snacks. Yeah, plain and simple. That's I gotta have support in his motion. I, I, yeah. I have, I've, I've changed to. Or I don't on some of those type style of hunts right there. I don't even take a blind bag. It's all in my waders in my pocket. Yeah, because I don't know big I mean, coat pockets. When it's when I'm when I'm in that type of mood and we gotta get somewhere and you know it's maybe a little bit farther out, but we know it's gonna be a good hunt. I don't worry about the snacks or the coffee. How I'm gonna get that there. I just make sure I got enough shells. And all the other stuff I need in my pockets and my waders to get out there, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do sacrifice a lot sometimes when it's those style of hunts, and I feel like um, you can. I've had some great ones like that where you you feel like you're 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 scratching out barely, you know, barely getting by, but you didn't, it turns out having some of the best hunts you've ever had. Yeah. True story. And that's what I'm trying to do now is cut back with all this camera gear and all this getting added and i'm trying to cut back other places to keep my weight pretty yeah. close to what i've had in the past you sound like us trying to, like oh. us trying to go elk hunting a couple of weeks yeah back. yeah taking all the camera gear with you on the mountain you're trying you're counting ounces then mm-hmm. and then you're throwing in a pound two pound camera pound lens and it adds up quick yeah. i mean it's just yeah i do the same thing it's yeah a, and that, that's yeah, what it is when you're hunting public yeah. ground it is it is a game of ounces at some point yeah and then, you know, you're talking about whether it's a EVA decoy versus a hard plastic versus mm-hmm. foam-filled. I mean, I personally, I would not, for the style of hunting I do on public ground, foam-filled's kind of out of the question. Yeah. Because I'm doing a lot of hiking. 
So foam filled is yeah. not an option. I just I love yeah. foam filled decoys, but not not. I mean, they they don't serve my purpose when I'm hunting public ground. Yeah, they're uh, be interesting. We need to we need to start weighing decoys to see where oh, where yeah. everybody sits at. But mm-hmm. it is kind of a newer spectrum right now that, that that you can actually think about your weight as far as your decoys, and I think that's really helping out in this in Missouri in this area, being that I don't think four years ago you really had that option. No, they're all about the same. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't a lot of like I. I remember when I first started, all I had was blow up decoys. Like that's the only thing I had, and then it kind of transitioned into this hard body. The harder the body, the more durable, the bulkier. You know, just trying to get this. You're really adding weight, but it's just coming from like the the durability and the and the plastic being used on these decoys, and now everything's starting to lighten up while trying to keep the same durability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Softer plastics, the blow up um packables the yeah, packable mallards the, the lucky ducks got their uh, yeah. reception decoys and yeah there's all sorts of these decoys that are that are coming out and really fit fitting that market well mm-hmm. they um, pack down and one white. that was kind of forgotten about in the past but serving a lot of guys well now mm-hmm. for sure yeah so another thing that i really think is important uh, public land hunting is plan a plan b plan c plan oh. c part b <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. So we went out to hunting this past weekend, and I'll, I'll keep this short. But basically, we had a plan A. Didn't turn out. You know, another hunter kind of was there, on, and then we didn't have good enough water because they weren't flooding the area, right? Or or yet. They'll, they'll, they'll probably flood it for Big Duck, mm-hmm. I hope. But another hunter there, surprisingly, because we were there early. So it was one of those things. So then immediately, we kind of went out and looked for water. Um, and we had a little bit of a scouting report on this area. Um, but real quick, called it plan B heading to plan B. Um, I'll, it was one of those plan B's that I didn't have too much confidence at this time of year, <laughs> but in big duck, I would have had all the confidence. So I jumped to, before we even got to plan B, I went to plan C because I knew I had confidence in the area that I felt like we could go out and have a successful two hunt. So when we get to Plan C, the area we want to go to has another hunter on it. So then we had to go to Plan C Part B, which is we had to jump on the other side of the peninsula, which actually turned out to be better because the wind was actually in our favor. And the sun. And the sun. And I don't know why that group was there. Probably because it's popular. Probably because there's a, it, it's a good arm. You know, you know, birds are flying. But we went on the other side, other side of the peninsula, and had the sun in our back, and the wind actually had our back. I mean, why didn't we go there the first time? You know, I yeah. don't know why. But it turned out to be Old a great, die hard. yeah, a great successful hunt, and it was because we had multiple plans inside. I mean, plans and more plans. You know, we had A, B, C, and then like I said, we did C part B. You know, yeah. <laughs> We, uh, I mean, we had, and we did all that before shooting light got set up and we were able to harvest birds and have a, have a great hunt. Everybody was laughing and having a good old time and, you know, guys swimming in their waders because we got to yeah. go pick up decoys <laughs> or pick up birds a little bit farther out than we plan on picking them up. I mean, it was a great hunt. Oh yeah. That's what I think thing. that's, I think that's important is, you know, it's it really stinks if you don't have those backup plans, mm-hmm. and you're banking on a certain thing and it doesn't go through, and then you got to settle for something, and it doesn't turn out good. Yeah, you're not able to you know do any, you, it's just not good. And that kind of goes back to the conservation areas that you you draw at. Like 
there's a lot of those areas that have open pools that you don't have to draw but then there's a lot of them that don't have that so yeah. if they don't you need to have a backup plane for another close area yeah um, and, but just then, in case you don't get but drawn. we do yeah that is good that you some guys can't go and hunt these places that are open you know yeah. this area right here is draw and then there's open you can go there if you don't get drawn in and still have a pretty good yeah. hunt. Some, yeah, sometimes they're just as good, if not mm-hmm. even better. Yeah. Just depends on the day. Yeah, you just got to know. For sure. And that's another um, kind of time that scouting can come into play because if that open area is doing better, then you might not have to get up as early to meet that drawing mm-hmm. time because yeah. the draw time is usually, what, an hour or two hours before. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 early. Yeah. So yeah. you can get up a little later, go to that open area, be the first one there, pick your spot, and then you'll have some guys trickle in after the draw. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mean, I forgot to mention on scouting. Online scouting, digital scouting. Oh, yeah. Definitely do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I figured most people do, but I, I, I don't know. I To me, I, I like it as far as vegetation, and, but water, sometimes water fluctuates yeah. so much, and especially this year, it just, yeah. you know. Dry and then 10 yes. inches of rain. Yeah. 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 So I love digital scouting, but to a certain degree. Yeah, you, it's can't, still... you can't rely on water, I, I no. don't think, it's for, at least for our area. No. But I can rely on where the river came from, where it's going, mm-hmm. and points of reference where the how this land is shaped. You know, if I'm heading north, this is what's going to look like. If I'm going southeast, west, this is where I, these are points of interest that I'm going to be looking at. Those are all really, really, really good tools before you get to a place. Um, even if you do scout and you haven't gone out there, this is your first time you've scouted it from a binocular from the side of the road, and you scouted it from home on Google Earth, on X. I mean, I think that gives you a good frame of reference. Yeah. I think that'll give you a plan A, B, C, and D, and then Mm -hmm. boots on the ground, you know, tires on the road will solidify and or cancel a C or cross off a D or, you know, then you got to start making more. But I think it's a good starting point for sure. Don't forget, I mean, use your tools. There's some free tools out there, and there's some tools you can pay for and get a lot of information from too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I agree with that. So we're, we're running right at an hour um, any other thoughts, Gregory, on weather and or public land hunting? No. I think everything kind of comes back to two points, one being <laughs> scouting. Scout. I mean, just watch it, and then this, the second one being motion. I think that's a huge factor in any situation, um, rainy, cloudy, sunny, anything. I just think motion is, is one of the, the uh, biggest keys. My final thought is going to be how many weather apps I have on my phone. Oh, oh goodness. Yeah, we one, two, three, four, and the one that comes with it, five. Yep. I, I have I'm five insane. weather apps. No, are you counting the radar? Oh, yeah. that's. Yeah. I have one that's specifically, yeah, radar-oriented, mm-hmm. yeah. two weather apps. And you um, use them hunting all. Hunting app. Oh, 100% during season. Yeah, I, I check all three or four I don't. I don't think I really use the one that comes with it. No, nope, we're all using iPhones here. I yeah, no one came with it. I downloaded a bunch of these other. <laughs> oh, I down. I I rarely use. It's matter of fact, I don't even know where it's at. It's hidden under some menu somewhere. Yeah. But I I don't use that one. But I mean, I've so, got I mean, four other ones. Rattle I, off. Yeah. I mean, we're using. I'm using Weather Underground, AccuWeather. What else? You weather guys got? Channel. I use Weather Radar, on Scout X, Look, yeah. on yeah. There's yeah. a slug of them out there, but yeah, that that's my final thought. How many weather apps yeah. do you have on your phone? I have five. Yeah, I got well. 
apparently there's one that comes with it, but I got Weather Channel and then my online mapping just on X and Rookie. for the most part of that yeah Rookie. <laughs> that covers me. <laughs> I just I like them because I can mark exactly where the blinds at, exactly where I want to be trail camp. And he's talking so. about Onyx here. That's a um, a subscription service where it, it's got a lot of information about you know you can yeah you can mark waypoints you can track in track out. Uh, we we used it very for, helpful for especially on public ground if you're yeah. in the dark. And yeah. also and also yeah it it also tells you public ground and private which is a yeah. whole other ball game as far as you know, it tells you private and who you know and who owns that you know that piece of ground and stuff that's that could be very crucial for some waterfowlers out there but yeah. uh, we used it pretty hard for a week out in Colorado 2 weeks ago it was pretty pretty good stuff so but, uh, what are your final thoughts um i guess and i'm not going to say st- scouting but i guess being <laughs> students of the uh of, i guess the Ducks, really. Actually, I want to add one more thing. Students of the waterfowl habitat and environment and all that stuff, just just taking it all in. Because I think you learn and and then you become more wise and as as you get older and older and then you start figuring all this stuff out and then you start to go know the little tricks and tips and and, and what right to do at the right time and what time of year, what type, type of weather, what to do at that moment to... And you really get a leg up on a lot of other people, but and then it's good also to share that knowledge with yeah somebody younger or somebody. That's another thing I want to add on public new. hunting. When you get out there, be respectful of others. Don't be an ass. I yeah. mean, seriously, don't don't get out there and just. I mean, be respectful. I, I mean, treat others like you want to be treated, and you know, try and try and just be respectful. For Work sure. with other guys. I out know. There. I know. Yeah, I was going to say another thing that I uh, I it happens all the time. And I think it should happen more is when you do get to a spot and there's another guy there, go talk to him because you might find out that you're by yourself and he's by himself. Mm-hmm. What are you guys going to go do? You're yeah. going to go hunt together. Exactly. You're going to go make a new friend. You're going to talk about all sorts of duck hunting and you know, how what he likes to do, what you like to do. You're going to share knowledge off each other. You're going to have a good hunt, you know, hopefully. For sure. You know, that's, don't be afraid. Don't, when you see, you pull up and there's a truck in your, your little yeah. access point that you like to go in. Don't just whip around and leave. Maybe maybe just stop and see what's going on. Yeah, and if you see him out the parking lot, just kind of figure out where he's going, or yeah. if you and you guys can strategize too. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely gone to a place and Absolutely. said, "Well, I know," and we've I've seen the other, the guys at the same area. We've you know, in passing, you know, I know we can go here, here, you know, kind of flip coin here first. You pick your spot, and I'll go here because we know that these two spots are going to be pretty, you know, common, you know, even maybe not maybe one's over the other, but still. You can you can uh, be respectful and work with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and hunt very strategically and have a good one. Yep. No matter what, it's always safety first. So mm-hmm. comes into a big play. Absolutely. Public, yeah. Okay. Well, we're over an hour. Everybody's given their final thought, opinion, yeah. and remarks. So until part two. And yeah. <laughs> until uh, yeah, I guess our next user or listener question, and we'll do that again in about eight more shows. About eight more shows, yeah. And you can always Facebook message us if you really if you want us to talk about something. Or if you have a question. Yeah. And I'm on Facebook a lot, so yeah, feel hit, free to hit, shoot me up. He's named Gregory Mashburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you have like a handle or anything on Facebook, but Gregory Mashburn, you'll find you can find me like that. It yeah. says Rogers on my on my account. Ain't nobody gonna look for you. Ain't nobody gonna look for <laughs> no. me. But so feel free to message me if you have any questions. Need anything. All right, we're out.